You're listening to Preaching Source, a ministry of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's School of Preaching. I'm your host, Professor Barry McCarty. Our guest on Preaching Source today is Matt Carter. He is the lead pastor of Austin Stone Community Church in Austin, Texas. Uh, He's a graduate of Texas A&M and also right here at Southwestern and the author of four books. And Matt, I just got to mention, you're probably most famous recently uh, for being the star of a YouTube video, (laughs) Catching a Quail While You Were Hunting, uh, that has three million views. Uh, But we're delighted to have you here talking with pastors today. Welcome to Preaching Source. It is an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. In 2002, you planted Austin Stone Community Church with a core of 15, uh, including your worship leader, Chris Tomlin. What role did expository preaching have in your early ministry there at Austin Stone? You know, it's interesting. We um, I planted in 2002 where I mean, that was really, in a lot of ways, kind of the, the height of the church growth movement and the, the seeker-friendly movement where, you know, churches like Saddleback and, and Willow Creek and North Point were kind of in their heyday. And everybody um, that I talked to was telling me that you have to preach topically. And, and I had grown up, um, not really grown up, but in, during college was really impacted uh, by a guy named Chris Osborne, who was a expository preacher. First time I'd really ever heard it. And just long story short, it changed my life. And so when I was praying through the way that I was going to preach when I planted the church, really felt like God was calling me to preach verse by verse, um, book by book uh, of the Bible. And people kept telling me, man, you're crazy. You, know, you can't go into Austin, Texas, um, liberal capital of Texas, and just open up a Bible and preach through it and expect people to come. And, um, man, were they wrong. And on the first Sunday, um, I opened, I mean, literally the first Sunday, the, the, the day that we started the church, I opened up the Bible and I said, uh, all right, everybody, I want you to open up the Bible to the book of John, chapter one, verse one. We're going to start there and, um, start preaching. And then four and a half later, or excuse me, four and a half years later, we, uh, finished the book of John. And so, um, we, it's always been kind of the heartbeat, the core of what we're doing from the pulpit at, at, at our church. Now, Matt, you made a strategic decision, you and your team, not to go uh, to the place where a lot of churches during that period were being planted, the outskirts, the suburbs, but instead you decided to plant yourself in the center of the city. Uh, yeah. Talk to us about that. Why Why that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, when I was taking a church planting class at Southwestern, um, my professor said something that, that stuck with me. He said, you know... He said, I find it interesting how often the Holy Spirit is leading young church planters to rich, white, suburban areas. And for whatever reason, man, that stuck in my mind. And so when we made the decision to plant, we decided we're going to go in the heart of the city. We're going to go in the middle of the city. Um, we're not just going to go after the folks in the suburbs that have the cash. We we want to see God change a city from the inside out. We wanted to be accessible. We wanted to be close to the university. And so we uh, we started in a middle school on South Congress Avenue, right right in the front door of the Capitol. Wow. 
not many churches that are uh, your age, the the age of your congregation, can say that they've sent out a hundred missionaries or over a hundred missionaries, and yet you've done just that, and you've sent them to the unreached people groups around the world. What role do do pastors play, or should they play, in calling out church members to engage in missions and evangelism? Yeah, I think um, you know it's pretty clear in the scripture that that God calls us as pastors to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. I think it's pastors, it's easy for us to forget that um, the, the men and the women that are sitting in, in the pews hearing us preach have within them the Holy Spirit. They have within them the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. They have spiritual gifts just like we do, and God calls them to live their lives on mission for God. And so from the very beginning of our church, we have tried to cast a pretty compelling vision that, look, God doesn't want to just use guys like me uh, to change the world for Jesus, that he wants to use people just like you. And that means more than you just passing the offering plate for us or changing diapers in the, in the, in the kids' stuff area, which is great and all that's important, but God wants to do great and big things through you. And that has resonated, and it's been fun to watch God move through our congregation and raise people up to um, really go all over the world. Mm. Uh, you wrote something in a blog article uh, that really caught my eye. It said the only way to guarantee spirit-empowered preaching is when you're preaching the spirit-empowered word. Uh, elaborate on that. Well, the word of God is the only thing that God ever promises that will won't, won't return void. You know, our clever illustrations, he never says those are not going to return void. Our neat applications, our cool stories, our our um, attempts at humor. He never promises those are going to have power to him, but he does promise that when I am speaking his word, it will not return void. Um, the, uh, the the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. My words are not living and active. And so, so when I said that the only way that we can guarantee that our preaching will possess the power of God is when we're preaching the Holy Spirit-inspired Word of God. Matt, what does your weekly sermon preparation process look like? I usually take Mondays off. Um, Tuesday is my research day. Um, I I spend all day uh, reading, researching, looking at commentaries, doing the the Greek work or the Hebrew work. And then Wednesday is the day that I write. I'm a transcript guy. I always have been. And so Wednesday is kind of the first draft of my transcript. Thursday, I rewrite it, kind of go to sleep and think about it and rewrite it Thursday. Friday, I start preaching through it. Inevitably, I've found that I will say things different than the way that I'll write them. And so I will go back in, and once I, I kind of preaching to myself, I'll go back and rewrite some of the sentences that, that I had written down. And then Saturday morning, I preach through it two or three times again. Sunday night, or rather Saturday night, the last thing I do before I go to sleep is I read through it. And then I get up early, I read through it again, and then I preach it. What are some of your favorite books on preaching? That's a great question. I, I, I got a doctorate in expositional preaching, and so I've, I've literally, literally read dozens of books on preaching. I think probably my favorite is uh, a book by Tony, uh, Dr. Tony Morita called Faithful Preaching, and which is now, it's been redone, and it's called The Christ-Centered Expositor, which was released a few months ago. It's an, it's an outstanding book. If I had to pick one, that would be it. Um, um, I love uh, Jim, Shattuck's, uh, Jim Shattuck's book, The, the Passion-Centered um, Sermon. It's an excellent book on preaching. Those probably be my top two. Passion-driven sermon, really. How do you, you're obviously, you're... Uh, 
you're a fan of Christ-centered exposition. How, how does a pastor do that? How does he keep his sermons, for both the Old Testament and New Testament, how does he keep them uh, gospel-centered, Christ-focused? Yeah, I think it's important to remember that the Bible is not a collection of stories, but it's one story. And then even though the Old Testament authors obviously had an original audience and they had an original intent in what they were writing, um, there is a grand narrative of Scripture. And I really believe that, 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 that all of Scripture is ultimately pointing to the person of Christ. And so whenever I'm preaching, especially in the Old Testament, I try not to only just tell the, um, the, the, the original author's intent, but I try to point it back to uh, the grand narrative of Scripture and the cross uh, as much as I possibly can. Mm. Our guest today on Preaching Source has been Matt Carter, lead pastor of Austin Stone Community Church in Austin, Texas. Uh, His four books are For the City, Creation Unraveled, Creation Restored, and The Real Win. Uh, He's one of those guys worth hearing and worth reading. Matt, thank you for being with us today on Preaching Source. It's an honor to be here. 